This month is the month of service, amen. And our bishops started us off. Serving God has no expiry date, amen. 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 And then we moved into what was a drifting. Sometimes we drift without even knowing. And we looked at the signs of drifting, amen. You know, the word that comes is like one upon the other. That's what the Bible says. Foundation, step by step, precept upon precept. You build upon it. So the word doesn't come and then we take it for that day and then put it aside. And then the next one comes and then we take it and put it aside. But you take it all and then you build upon it. You build upon it. By the time you realize you're walking in high places. Amen. Amen, somebody. Amen. And then last week we looked at, what did we look at? The three kinds of people that were him not the church growth. Amen. And we realize that we are not part of those three sets of people. Amen. So today, we're going to look at five reasons why you need the church. Five reasons why I need the church. Amen. Amen. Another brilliant article by Dr. Josh Boyce. Amen. He says, many are not serving. Remember, this is a month of service. Many are not serving because... They don't think the church is important. You know, the church has been relegated to the back burner. The church has been put, you know, to the back of the, of the, 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 the burner. And so many are not serving for that reason. Amen. So I just want you to ask your neighbor, are you a Christian? Ask your neighbor next to you. I know it's a you know, question, but hey. Ask your neighbor, are you a Christian? Are you a Christian? It's not a trick question, honestly. Are you a Christian? We're going somewhere with this. Are you a Christian? Okay, so the answer to you was what? Did they say yes? Or they were just smiling at you? Okay, smiling at someone is not an answer. Amen. It's a yes or no question. Amen. Amen. So what was the answer? Was it a yes? Alright, so say to your neighbor, say, yes, Christian. You need the church. If you are a Christian, then you need the church. Amen. Amen. So we're going to look at five reasons why we need the church. Why you and I need the church. Hallelujah. It happens to be one of the most popular traps along the journey of faith. Somebody say popular trap. Stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. Amen. You know, there's something happening in the earth. There's something happening in the earth. Things are moving at such a rapid rate right before our eyes. But you know what? Because we have, we, you know, most of us or some of us have drifted so far. Remember the first message? We've drifted so far. We can't even tell the difference between what is going on in the world. But if you just sit down and look at what is happening in the, in, in the world today, you'll understand that God is moving. Amen. There are things that are happening that only Jehovah can save you and I. Amen. It's only Jehovah who can preserve us, our families. Amen. Amen. So this happens to be one of the popular traps. It's a popular trap along the journey of faith. Amen. So the idea that somewhere along the path of righteousness, we somehow outgrow our need for church. It's a popular trap. Amen, somebody. The idea that somewhere along the path of righteousness, in this journey of faith, we somehow, tell your neighbor, we somehow outgrow our need for the church. Tell them it's a trap. Amen. Perhaps you've met someone who was too busy for the church. Maybe you've encouraged someone who thought they were too important for the church. 
what was once a central aspect of their lives has now turned into an occasional hobby. Amen, somebody. Amen, somebody. Come on, stay with me, stay with me, stay with me, stay with me. I, for one, have come too far. Okay, we've come too far to, to miss it. Amen. I said, I have come too far. This is me. I've come too far to miss it. Amen. I want to be able to say with the saints, Lord, okay, when I want the master to say, come, enter into your rest. Amen. Amen. So, sometimes you may meet certain people, you may know some people that, you know, they have, you, you know, the, the, the church is no longer an important part of their life. What, what was, Dr. Josh says, what once was the central aspect of their lives has now turned into an occasional, someone say occasional hobby. Wow. Say wow. How can church that was once the center of your life now become an occasional hobby? You know a hobby? Something you pick up every now and then. Amen? So, we all need a healthy reminder. Tell your neighbor, we all need a healthy reminder from time to time that we need church in all seasons and successes of life. Amen. We all need a healthy reminder because life happens. We know that things happen. And sometimes we can get caught up in things and caught up in life. But we all need a healthy reminder from time to time that we need church in all seasons. During the winter seasons, amen. During the, the spring, amen. During the, win- the, uh, the uh, summer <coughs> and during the fall or the autumn, amen. Through the, the, the cold, amen. The wind, the rain, the storms of life. Amen. When we are successful, hallelujah. Amen. When things are not too good. Amen. Hallelujah. Through the seasons, all the seasons of life. Amen. We need God. We need church. Through all the seasons and successes of life, we need a healthy reminder from time to time that God is still God and God is still good. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. So, let's look at number one. Five reasons, and again, I want us to pray. Amen. The first reason why you need church, why I need church, why we need church. The first reason is that we need church for worship. Amen. We just had a wonderful time of worship. Amen. We just had a wonderful time of worship. Amen. So, the first reason why you need the church, why I need the church, is for what? Worship. Not for entertainment, not for performance. Amen. Tell your neighbor you need church for worship, not entertainment, not for performance. Amen. Worship is an expression of reverence, honor, and adoration for a divine being. That is our God. Amen. Amen. Shout out and say worship is an expression of reverence, honor, Adoration for our God, who is a divine being. Amen. Worship is also the giving of our entire selves. Amen. Our thoughts, our emotions to God's use. Amen. That's worship. That's what worship is. Amen. Worship is what giving up of our entire self, not part of ourselves, not half of ourselves, not some of ourselves, but what all of ourselves. Amen. Our entire selves. For what? For God to use us. Amen. 
Okay, our entire self, our thoughts, even our thoughts, amen. When it comes to worship and we are worshiping God, what are we thinking about? What, are, what is going on in our head, amen. Okay, now that's for you to ponder on, hallelujah. Amen, our thoughts, amen, our emotions, hallelujah, somebody. It's all for God's use. We're supposed to bring it all together to worship God, to praise God, to tell Him how good He is, how awesome He is, amen. Amen, somebody. So, number one reason why you need church, why I need church, is for worship. Amen. When the early church uh, st- uh, um, started, or when the early church is pictured in the early pages of Acts, when you look at Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2 is a long scripture, but let's look at that. Acts chapter 2, 42 to 47. Acts 2, 42 to 47. Acts 2, 42 to 47. And he's talking about the early apostles. He says, he says, and they continued steadfastly. Somebody shout steadfastly. Steadfastly. Amen. Amen. They continued what? Steadfastly. Amen. In the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Amen. Did you see that? Amen. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles, and all that believed were together. Somebody shout together. And had all things in common. Amen. And they sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men, and every man had need. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Did we see that? Did we see that? They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. Amen. So we see the picture of a worshiping church. Hallelujah. We see the picture of what? A worshipping church. Centered around the word of God. Right? It was all centered around the word of God. The people responded to God in a life that reverberated with the rhythm of worship. That is what our lives must be like. Amen. Amen. You don't see people searching for their type of music. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will say that. I will say that again. You don't see people searching for their type of music. Today, can I go there? Today, we have people who are looking for their type of music. I don't know what type of music that is. Oh, I don't like the music in that church. Oh, I did Okay. You don't see people using... You don't see people searching for their type of music. Listen, when we come together in the presence of the Lord, Jesus, all you heard, all you need to hear is Jesus. That's all I need to hear, Jesus. The words, the, 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 the lyrics, is it about God? Is it about Jesus? That's it. Amen. Amen. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah. You don't see people using the church for a performance outlet. To satisfy their narcissistic appetite to be seen, heard, and to perform. When you look at the early church, hallelujah saints, we're getting back to basics, amen. Somewhere along the line, something has been lost, amen. And church is become some way, be, amen. 
for lack of a better word, some way, hallelujah, which is not the way God intended church to be. You don't see people searching for their type of music. You don't see people using the church for a performance outlet to satisfy their what narcissistic appetite where it's all about them. It's all about me. I have to be seen. I have to be heard. You know, if no one sees me or no one hears me, then I'm not happy. You see a people who are gathered to worship the sovereign God. Amen. I said what? You see a people who are gathered to worship the sovereign God who spoke the universe into existence for nothing and rescued them through the blood of Christ. Amen. That is what we see, the early church. And that is what we must be when we come into the house of the Lord. That is why we need church. Number one, for worship. Amen. And our worship must be what? God-centered. Amen. It must be what? God-centered. We must be a people that gather to worship the sovereign God who spoke the universe into existence from nothing. Do you remember Genesis in the beginning? In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. Amen. Genesis 1.1. Hallelujah. He spoke the universe into existence from nothing and He rescued us through the blood of Christ. Amen. Amen. He rescued us through the blood of Christ. For what? For worship. Because he cannot worship himself. Because he cannot praise himself. That's why he created us. Number one. Let's remember that. For worship. Amen. And worship, as we said, is giving of our entire selves. Our thoughts, our emotions. Everything about us must be God-centered. And it must be about God. Use me. God, what? Use me. Tell your neighbor, God, use me. God, use me. Take yourself. God, use me. That is what worship is all about. Hallelujah. So more focus on God. And less pragmatism is always a much healthier diet for a church. You know, pragmatism is like what people focus on more, you know, what it looks like, what it is, rather than what God said it is. Amen. We know what God said. So it doesn't matter what it looks like. Amen. It doesn't matter what is going around. Amen. What is going on. Hallelujah. Has God not said it? Will He not do it? Has God not said it in your life? Amen. Will he not do it? In your marriage, amen. With your children, hallelujah. In our church growth, amen. In our spiritual growth, amen. We favor God with God and favor with man. As God knows, that is what we must be focusing on. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah, somebody. So that is the number one reason why you need the church, why I need the church. So say to your neighbor, neighbor, do you understand? Now, or even more now why you need the church and number one reason is worship let's always remember that it's all about worship you don't see no man here no woman here amen it's all about God amen and when we come before God it must be God centered I want to stress that it must be what God centered amen all about God amen And then number two reason, let's move on, amen. Number two reason why you need the church, why I need the church, why we need the church is for spiritual development, amen. It's for what? Spiritual development or spiritual growth, hallelujah. Amen and amen and amen. So in the first letter to the church at uh, Thessalonica, Paul explains the calling of the church, amen. Paul explains the calling of the church to live holy and God-exalting lives. Amen. To live what? And God what? Paul explains the calling of the church. Right? First, 
Thessalonians 3.12 says, May the Lord greatly increase your love for one another and for all people just as we love you. Amen. Or may your love grow for one another and overflow towards one another just as we love you, just as God loves you. Amen. Amen. And then First uh, uh, Thessalonians uh, 4.12 4.12 says, Then you will behave properly towards outsiders without being dependent on anyone. So he follows on. He explains the calling of the church to live holy and lives that are worthy of, of Christ. Amen. He says that do that we make increase. Okay? The, the, uh, spiritual development is about increasing. Amen. In our love for one another. Amen. In our love for what? One another. Amen. And for other people. People that are outside even of the faith. Amen. Hallelujah somebody. That our love will grow and overflow towards one another. That is what church development is all about. That is what spiritual development is about. That is what spiritual growth is about. Our love for God must be increasing daily. Our love for one another must be increasing daily. Our love for other people must be increasing daily. It must be overflowing daily. Amen. Amen. Because that is the love that Christ has for us. That's the love that God has for us. Amen. That he sent his son to die for us. Amen. So we are to allow our love toward grow and overflow. To increase towards God. Towards one another. And towards others. Okay, to live lives that are holy and God exalting. These days, holiness is not talked about anymore. It's not preached about anymore because people say, oh, you are being judgmental. You are being, uh, you don't love people. You don't. I mean, Jesus. Hey, I tell you, I speak in tongues because if I don't speak in tongues, I speak in some other language which is unhealthy. Amen. And unholy. Amen. You hear things and think, oh, but it's Bible. And you started like that. So what happened along the way? What happened along the way? It's not like you don't even know. You can't speak about holiness. Free for all. I said what? Free for all. We've drifted so far that the things that the world are doing is crept into the church. And how dare pastor or bishop or mama be or anybody speak about it? How dare us? I'm not coming to church because they spoke on holiness. Oh, right now, I will speak on holiness because it's part of the word. And I fear God more than I fear you. I will obey God rather than you. Come on! Jesus! That's what the church is for. De- spiritual development. You learn how to develop, how to grow spiritually in church. Where else would you learn to grow spiritually? Definitely not out there. Not in the pubs, nor in the clubs, amen. Not out there. Karabasayanda. Somebody here. Not out there. So you need the church. I need the church for spiritual development. Hallelujah. Amen. Why? Spiritual development or spiritual growth enhances one's ability to deal with life's ups and downs. Did you understand that? Spiritual word development or spiritual growth enhances our ability to deal with life's ups and downs and bounce back from these difficulties. Amen. So difficulties... Challenges will come to everybody. Amen. The Bible says it. In this world, you will have trials. You have tests. Amen. You have tribulation. It comes to everybody. Nobody is exempt. Hallelujah. So if you are going through tests, trials, challenges, hey, babe, ain't nothing new. Hallelujah. Hey, sir, ain't nothing new. Amen. He says, be of good cheer. Come on, we forgetting to be of good cheer. Amen. Because he has already what? Overcome the world. Amen. 
So growing spiritually helps you and I to do what? To deal with life's ups and downs. And then we're able to bounce back from the difficulties. Amen. Amen. And growing spiritually is a constant. Tell your neighbor it's a constant. Oh, I can't hear you. Ongoing and dynamic interplay between one's inward journey. That's our spiritual journey and our outward journey. Amen. It's a constant. Tell somebody it's a constant. It's a daily, amen. It's an ongoing. You never come to a place where you say, I've grown. Now I'm fine. Amen. I've been born again for since 1952. Amen. Even though I wasn't born in 1952. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, but I'm growing daily. I'm growing what? Daily. It's a constant fight. It's a constant battle. Amen. To make sure that I am with Christ. Amen. That's what it is. You can never ever come to a place where you say, I've, I've outgrown church. I've outgrown the word. You know, how is that possible? Amen. Amen. So Paul explains the calling of the church to live holy and God-exalting lives. This church, we will speak on holiness. Oh, amen. Amen. The Bible says, without holiness, no man shall see God. You want to see God, then be holy. Amen. Because God is holy. Hallelujah. Amen. So the calling of the church to live holy, exalting lives and to hold one another accountable. That is where what spiritual development is about. We hold one another word accountable. Today nobody wants to be held accountable. I want to do whatever I want to do. Don't talk to me about it. Don't pull me up on it. Don't say nothing to me. Let me be. Yes, let me be. And I'm seeing you heading towards hell and you are saying let me be. I will not let you be. I said, I will not let you be. I will not let you be. I will speak the word of God. And if you will listen, if you will hearken, you will save your soul. Amen. Amen. We are to hold one another accountable. Amen. Amen. Certainly it must be said that spiritual development or growth in the church also requires a people who are committed to church discipline. We must be committed to church discipline. Amen. We must be what? To what? Church discipline, okay? This is Matthew, you know, it's, Matthew is a, it's a, it's, it's long, so I'm just going to pick a few, a few uh, verses, but this is your homework, okay? This is your homework, Matthew 18, it's your homework. Today when you go home, you know, make some time, amen? And then read the whole of Matthew 18, amen? But I'll just pick a few verses out of Matthew 18, hallelujah. Alright, we're talking about holding one another accountable and also being a spiritual you know that spiritual development in the church also requires a people who are committed to church discipline we must be committed to church discipline amen this is like you know being at home and 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 you know your parents and you don't want you, you know as a parent you have to discipline your children you cannot not discipline your children love causes you to discipline your children sometimes you don't want to discipline them you want to let them off scoffle but you know it's for their own good amen and church is like that. Hallelujah. Spiritual growth, spiritual development means that we must be submissive to what? To what? To church discipline. Amen. We must be committed to church discipline. So let me pick a few, a few verses from here. Look at Matthew 18 verse 4. It says, Whosoever shall therefore humble himself as a child. Amen. The same is greater or greatest in the kingdom of God. So first of all, it takes humility. Amen. It takes what? To submit to church discipline. Amen. 
It takes humility. You have to humbly yourself. Remember Bishop says, humbly. Is it humbly? Humbly yourself. You have to humble yourself. You cannot be proud. Who are you? What do you have that this great Jehovah did not give you? You are not of yourself. Amen. We are his people. Hallelujah. The sheep of his pasture. Amen. We must humble ourselves when we come to God. Remember, it's about worship, first of all. Giving our entire selves to God. Amen. For His use. Amen. And then secondly, for spiritual development, spiritual growth, He says it takes what humility. Whoever, whosoever, shout whosoever, shall therefore humble himself as a child. The same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Amen. You want to be great in the kingdom of heaven. Humble yourself. Amen. Do what? Humble yourself. And then verse 6 says what? But whoso shall offend one of these little ones whose belief in me, it were better for him that a milestone or a millstone was hung around his neck that he was drowned in the sea. Amen. And then 7. Let's look at 7. says, Woe unto the world because of offenses. So we see offenses will come. I said what? Offenses will come. But he says, woe unto the world, or woe unto whom the offense comes through. Amen. It must needs be that offenses come, but woe to that man by whom the offenses come. Amen. Anyone who causes, that's why I say, listen, 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 yeah. Don't worry yourself about things that do not matter. The scripture, if you know scripture, you take it easy. I said, if you know scripture, you take it easy. Because offense, he said, offenses will come. Last week we spoke a bit about that. That there's no way in the world where God says leave a ministry or a church because of offense. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. He says offenses will come. Everybody's been offended one way or the other. If we were to go around, I'm sure we'll be here, you know, for a day or two. Amen. Amen. But he says what? He says it must needs be. I love that English, you know. It must needs be. It must what? Needs be that offenses come. But woe unto the man by whom the offenses come. Okay? That's what he says. It's better that they had a, a millstone around their neck. Amen. That they drown in the sea. Amen. Hallelujah. And then let's look at 15. Verse 15 to 22. 15 to 22. And then he says, Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee. He's talking about offenses. Amen. That is what spiritual growth is. That's what spiritual development is. When you're in a church, you are taught these things. Amen. And you know how to deal with life's issues. Amen. And bounce back victoriously. Amen. Amen. He says, Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee or offend thee, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Amen. Amen. That is what the word says. Do we do that? I'm speaking to the church universal. Do we do that? He says, go to your brother, go to your sister who has offended you or who has trespassed against you. Tell him his fault between you and him. Amen. And if he shall hear, then what? You have gained a brother, you have gained a sister. When you go to them quietly, you know, brother, sister, Charlie, this thing you did, I was, you know. And, and for me, I've realized a lot of times people, you know, don't mean it. Right? I know they are the mean and malicious. There's one or two malicious people. Amen. But more often than not, you know, most people don't set out to, to what offend. Amen. But some way, somehow, the Bible says it, offenses will come. So when it comes, it says, go to your brother, go to your sister, talk to them quiet, on the quiet. It didn't say go and spread the news in the marketplace. So that when your brother or sister hears it, I mean, you, you, it's like, oh, really? 
You know, church is for spiritual growth, spiritual development. This is where we are taught these things. And when we are taught these things, let's remember them. Amen. Because offenses will come. These things will happen. Amen. They will what? Happen. We don't want them to happen, but they will happen. Amen. Okay. And then it says from 16, it says, But if he will not hear you, take it with two or three, uh, with three, one or two more. Amen. So that the mouth of two or more witnesses, every word is established. You speak to them, they don't listen. Take it to one or two more people. And I always say, go to someone who is spiritually mature. Amen. Not the one who says, oh, halfway that. Don't mind them, this idiot. This, this, this. No. Go to a spiritually mature person. Amen. Who will take the word and tell you, look, brother, look, sister, this is what the word says. It's not about your feelings. Take your feelings out of the equation because your feelings ain't helping you. Your feelings are shallow. Hallelujah. Today you will feel like this. Tomorrow you will feel like that. So it ain't about anyone's feelings. It's about the word of God. Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. And verse 17 says, and if you shall neglect to hear them, then you tell it to the church. That is the leadership. Amen. If they don't hear the leadership, then let it be them. Let them be what? Cast out. Amen. Let them be an outcast. Do you see the steps? So there are steps to follow. And church is the place that teaches us all these things. For what? Our spiritual growth. Our spiritual development. Hallelujah. And it says whatsoever. You see what I'm saying? When you have done the above, right? This is where 18 verse 18 kicks in. But what are we doing? We are going around saying 18 and praying verse 18. And we have neglected the top part the former, and so nothing is happening. And we think it's somebody. Tell your neighbor, it's you. Yeah. Uh, online, tell, tell yourself, if you're by yourself, say, it's me, it's me. And you tell yourself that it's me, it's me. It's me, it's nobody else, amen. I told you, when you know God, you love God, you have the word in your heart, no devil can trouble you. Do you understand that? Do you believe that? That's what the word says, amen. So verse 18 says, Then verily I say unto whatsoever you shall bind on earth. Huh? When you have done the above, now whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Amen? Amen. And whatsoever you shall lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Amen. And then he goes on to say that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done of my Father, it shall be done for them of my Father, which is in heaven, where two or three are gathered together in my name. That's where when we are gathered together, God is right here in the midst of us. When we have done the above. So do you understand why sometimes something is lacking? Something is missing because we neglect to do the above. We neglect to do what? The above. We have all these things going on and then we come and we're binding and losing and nothing is binding and nothing is losing and our prayers are bouncing off the ceilings. Amen. And we are gathered together where it says where we gather together there's power. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And nothing is happening. These are some of the reasons why. Hallelujah. Amen. And then, Peter, you know Peter, amen. You know Peter, the two no one, amen. He asked the Lord, how often shall I, shall I forgive my brother? Till seven times. And then verse 22 says, Jesus said unto them, what? Until seven times, what? Seventy times seven. So it doesn't matter how long. They will wrong one another. We we'll work on it, amen. The Holy Spirit works on us. And then we, we, you know, try not to do it. Amen. Amen. And it says 70 times 7. So if I come to you today and I come to you tomorrow, forgive me. Amen. 
you come to me, I must also what? Forgive you. But let's not use that as, you know, abuse grace. Amen. To continue to sin. It's not nice. It's not what? Nice. Okay, let's not use, let's not use the grace. You know, let's not abuse grace. You know, let me tell you this as we go along. One thing that I've learned is that you know the Bible says, First John 1, 9, it says when we confess our sins, God is faithful, God is just to forgive us our sins, right? He will forgive us our sins, cleanse us of all unrighteousness. That is God, amen, because of his love for us, because of Jesus Christ, amen. He will forgive us, but you know that there are consequences to sin. That doesn't go away. Just because God has forgiven us of sin, and I'm talking about sin as in sin, anything that displeases God, right? There are consequences to sin. Right? And there's, God will forgive you all right. And you, you know what we are doing today's Christians? What we are doing today, my pastor, is that, oh, we are confessing the word. God has forgiven me. God has forgiven me. And then we go back and we are doing it. And then we keep doing it. And then we keep confessing. And then God forgives. And then, yeah, He will forgive you. But remember, I said to somebody this week that if you remember that there are consequences to our sin, to the sin, then we will stop what we are doing. Because we are just piling on consequences. Amen. Come on somebody, shout amen. Give the Lord a shout and a clap if you want to. Hallelujah. There are consequences which we have, again, we have overlooked. Because, oh, God has forgiven me. Oh, God will forgive me. I'm talking about sin as in sin. Amen. Not just, you know, but sin as in sin. He will forgive you. Go and ask David. Eh? Go and ask Samson. Amen. Eh? Go and ask. Amen. I, I studied on him. So, you know, David, the things he suffered because of one sin. You know what that one sin Ah, it's not worth it. Amen. It's not worth it. God will forgive you, but there's consequences. And you know, if we don't, re- we, we don't repent, that is turn away from that sin. You know, we keep piling on the consequences. And then we pile it on. And then we keep piling it on. So it's like constantly we are going through something. Hallelujah. May the Lord deliver us. Amen. Amen. I said, may the Lord deliver us. Amen. Let's remember that. Okay, let's not be so quick. If we remember that there are consequences, we won't be so quick to jump into sin or to yield to temptation. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So the word of God, as I said, read Matthew 18 for the sake of time. So the word of God points out that God's will is never for the Christian to develop, uh, uh, to develop spiritually in a vacuum or on a lonely island. Amen. Okay, that's what the word that we've read, that's what it says. The word of God points out that God's will is never for you and I as Christians. We did say we are Christians from the beginning, right? All those online, we did say we are Christians, hallelujah. So the word points out that your God's will is never for us as Christians to develop. We cannot develop spiritually in a vacuum or on a lonely island. Amen. But through the community of a local church, like House of Judah is, God's people exercise their spiritual giftedness together. And it results, and it results in spiritual development or spiritual growth. Amen. In the church, in the house of God, in the local church, that's where we exercise our spiritual gifts. Amen. Gifted, or giftedness, as you put it, together. And it results in spiritual growth, spiritual world development. So everyone in the church matters. Amen. You matter. Everyone matters. Amen. Amen. The church is not a building. It's a people. Let's remember that. The church is not a building. It's not what? A building. The church is a people who are called out for God's glory. Amen. It's impossible to be a part of God's church without immersing yourself into a local body of Christ believers. Amen. 
we can pull back for a while, but you realize after a while you're not that happy. You're not that, you know, you're not, you're not as happy. You're not as, you know, as you used to be. Amen. Because what we've not been called, what is impossible to be a part of God's church without immersing yourself into a local body of Christ believers. Amen. Somebody. Spiritual, somebody shout spiritual growth. Shout spiritual development. It includes Bible studies. Amen. It includes what? Bible studies. Prayers. Amen. Friday prayers. Amen. Trainings. Hallelujah. Church attendance. Amen. Men, women's fellowship. All that is part of what? Spiritual world development, spiritual growth. Let's make it a point to attend this, uh, these sessions. Amen. Amen. We will be starting our training soon. We, we need to get back to our training. Amen. It's been two years, three years, COVID, blah, 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 and all that. We need to get back to some training. Amen. Amen. This will all be in September. I'm giving you time to, you know, enjoy your summer break and your summer holidays and everything else. Amen. And then in September, we'll be back. Amen. We're starting full swing with our trainings. Amen. And that's for everybody. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you excited? I'm excited. Amen. And we'll be resuming our women's fellowship as well. Amen. But a few other ladies have been asking, when or when? When or when? Hallelujah. And then in the beginning I said, you know what? I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure I want to do this. But now I'm sure I want to do this. Amen. Because it's part of our spiritual growth. Amen. And our spiritual development. So when we come with the dates, I'll let you have the dates well in advance. And we'll have the dates. Put them down. Let's do everything. And let's remember that spiritual growth, church is for spiritual growth. It's about our spiritual growth, our spiritual development. Amen. It's about our worship. Hallelujah. Shout a living amen, somebody. So be at the Bible studies. Amen. Be at the prayer sessions. Amen. Church attendance. Hallelujah. You know, most people, we haven't seen a lot of our, 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 our folk in church. I'm not sure why. You know, so if you're hearing, you know, get back to church. Amen. Because church is for you. Amen. Church is for you. Amen. It's for your spiritual growth. Amen. And the devil is so good at trying to, you know, lone rangers, keeping you away. Because when you are by yourself, then he can get you. So get back to church. Amen. Call someone and tell them you need to get back to church. Because this is what church is for. Amen. It's not about yourself. It's not about your emotions. It's not about your feelings. It's about worship. Amen. It's about your spiritual development, your spiritual growth. Amen. And then my third reason why we need the church, why you need the church, is for Christ-centered friendship. Somebody shout, Amen. For what? Christ-centered friendship. So as we read through Pilgrim's Progress by John Banyan, if you haven't read Pilgrim's Progress, please, it's a good book to read. Read that. It's a good book. Amen. All right, for the sake of time, I can't go into it. But Pilgrim's Progress by John Banyan, please get a copy of that and read it. We see the need for companionship along the journey of faith. It's so important. We cannot make it alone on this journey of faith. Okay, we are not intended to hike our way to the celestial city alone. That's not God's plan for us to hike, you know, hike our way. You know, lone man, just stop a car, jump and then drop you there. No, 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 no. That is not God's intention. Amen. We are not intended to hike our way to the celestial city alone. Christ has graciously, somebody shout, Christ has graciously given us fellow pilgrims. Amen. Fellow what? Pilgrims. You know, somebody on the, go on the same journey as you are. We are on the same journey. We all want to make it to heaven one day. That is what we have in common. 
Hallelujah. Christ. The kingdom of God. Amen. So Christ himself has graciously given us pilgrims, fellow believers. Amen. And it will be a soul-damaging decision to attempt life without God-centered friendship. Amen. It will be a what? Soul-damaging. Soul is made up of for what? Your mind, your will, your emotions. That means we will damage our souls. Amen. Our mind, our will, our emotions. If what? If we attempt life without Christ-centered friendships. Amen. I'm talking about Christ-centered friendship. Amen. This is true for all members of the church. Hallelujah. Including the pastors who lead the church. We also need friendships. Amen. We need friends. Amen. Christ-centered friendships. Amen. Christian friendship enables us to seek advice. Amen. To what? Seek advice. To receive accountability. Amen. Receive accountability. That means if you're going wrong, somebody should be able to pull you up. For me, that's the big puzzle for me now. How nobody can pull anybody up. Nobody can correct anybody. Nobody can speak to anybody. But if our friendship is based on Christ, amen, and we are all fellow pilgrims, fellow Christians, fellow believers, you know, working our way to heaven, then I should be able, you should be accountable to somebody. I should be able to, you should be able to pull me up, tell me, correct me in love, you know, whatever. Amen. Amen. That's what the Bible says. It says what? Including, the, uh, including us as pastors. But Christian friendship enables us to seek advice. We seek advice. Listen, this is what I'm thinking of. You know, da, 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 da. What do you think? Da, da, da. You know, don't just jump in and do anything and then it goes wrong and then you come and in, you are in trouble. Hallelujah. Amen. Receive accountability. We must be accountable to somebody. Our bishop says it all the time. He's a bishop in his own right. But he's accountable to our mentor. Amen. And he has pastors. Amen. Amen. That he's accountable to. So he cannot just do anything, anyway, anyhow he wants. So what about us? As fellow members. Amen. We should be able to have somebody that we are accountable to. Who can speak into our lives. Amen. Amen. Receive accountability. Stay grounded in the faith. We must stay grounded. Christ-centered friendships will help you to stay what? Grounded in the faith. So any friendship that is not helping you to stay grounded in the faith is not Christ-centered. It's not what? Christ-centered. It's not pointing you to Christ. It does not have Christ as the center of it. Amen. Amen. And it should also spare you on, spare one another on towards love and good works. Hebrews 10, 24, 25. Remember Hebrews 10, 24, 25. Amen. Amen. Do we know what it is? Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. Amen. Forsaking not. Amen. Remember? Forsaking not. Amen. All right, is it up there? Eh? Okay, 24 says what? And let us consider one another to provoke one another unto love and to good works. And then 25 says what? Forsaking not the assembling of ourselves. Then it is the word of God. We must provoke one another, right? Towards love, amen. Towards good works, amen. That's what Christ-centered friendships do. They provoke you to love more, to give more, to serve more, to be Christ-conscious, hallelujah. And then it also provokes you not to forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of psalmist, but what? Exhorting one another, even more so, as we see the day approaching. And the day is fast approaching. The day is what? Fast approaching. 
That's what Christ-centered friendship must be doing. Pulling you into church. Pulling you into God. Pulling you more into service. Pulling you more into love. Any friendship that is taking you the opposite way, my sister, my brother, is not Christ-centered. I'm telling you that. That's scripture. All friendships must be what? Christ. I'm not talking about you trying to encourage somebody or trying to. But I'm saying friend. That person is your friend. You eat, drink with and all. But there's no Christ. Christ is not in there. And they are saying things and doing things to draw you away from church, from God. Amen. So you need church. I need church for what? Christ-centered. What? Friendships. Amen. So it enables us to seek advice, receive accountability, stay grounded in the faith, spare one another always to love and to good work. So if the people in your church don't know you or you don't have Christ-centered uh, uh, friendship, you are not really a member of the church. Wow, when I read it, just, I said, oh, Dr. Josh, you are a bit brutal. Because we must know one another. We must be fellowshipping one another. We must be working to, together. We are fellow pilgrims. We must know one another. I'm not talking about flesh and self. Okay? Remember, it's not about our um, feelings, our emotions and all that. It's about God. Giving ourselves entirely to God and doing God's work. Provoking one another to what? Good works. Amen. Amen. So if your church doesn't know you, you are not really a member of the church, I say, wow, Lord, have mercy. So we need a church for what? Christ-centered friendship, okay? It's all about Christ. Any relationship that draws you away from Christ is not Christ-centered. And you need to check it, amen? I say you need to what? Because it's going to draw you away from Christ. Hallelujah. There's so much one can say. That's a message in itself, but we shall leave it right there, okay? And church, is, church teaches you these things, okay? That's why you need the church, okay? It's not about using people, and then abusing people, and then discarding people. There's too much of that in Christendom today. Using people for your needs. You want people, they are there, da da da. And then when you, you use them, and then you abuse them too. Huh? You, you abuse them, and then when it suits you, you discard them. That is not Christ centered friendship. Amen. See, <laughs> this is what church is about. Amen. And me, I told you, me, I keep it real. Amen. And I will always tell you the truth of the gospel. Amen. Because I love you too much to just be, 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 be sweet talking you to hell. Amen. And God will ask me. God will hold me responsible. I told you this is our job. Amen. And so God will hold me responsible for what I tell you or what I don't tell you. And I fear God more than you. So me, I will tell you, sir. I said what? I will tell you. Amen. In love. I'm speaking in love. Amen. If you know me, you know I'm speaking. You know where I'm speaking from. Amen. I'm speaking in what? Love. Amen. Amen. Don't use people. If it's not Christ-centered, that's why you have all this mash-upness going up. Is there a word? Mash-upness going on in church. It's now. Okay. Going on in church. People know they're using people. Don't do it. Okay, don't do it. It's not nice. It's not a nice thing to know that people used you. Okay? Don't do it. And the Bible says that what you sow, you will reap. You say, that's why me, I'm always cool and I love people. I just keep carry on. I say, eh, they did your home. And I just keep quiet. Because what you sow is what you reap. And I have understood that when you sow one, you sow even a grain of corn, right? When it grows and the harvest comes, it comes more than one grain, isn't it? I said, any. So when you sow something, you know. He said, you sow the wind, you reap the whirlwind. It's scripture. 
Don't worry yourself about it. Just love God, serve God, give to God 100%. Amen. Simple. That's it. Sow good seeds. Amen. Sow what? Good seeds. Don't use people. Amen. Don't abuse people. And don't discard people because you got fed up and tired of them or you got fresh people or new people came into your life. Amen. It's not Christ-centered friendship. And this is what the church is there for, to teach us these things. Amen. Amen. Because we need one another. We need one another. I said, what? We need one another along this journey. Amen. He says, when I'm weak, you know, you are there to strengthen me, to encourage me. Iron sharpens iron. Amen. Two is better than one. Hallelujah. They shall have more for their efforts. Amen. We need one another on this journey. Amen. Amen. Okay, number four. We need church for biblical leadership. Okay, this is a good one as well. The fourth reason why we need the church, why you need the church, why I need the church, is for what? Biblical. Shout biblical leadership. Okay, so... The self-guided tour of Christianity doesn't exist. Okay, can I say that one more time? The self, you know, the self-guided tour of Christianity does not exist. Christianity is not about self-guided tour. Amen. Eh? <laughs> it's not an option for the true believer. Amen. God has sovereignly designed His church with leaders who are called to faithfully shepherd the church. Amen. God has what? Sovereignly designed his church with leaders who are called to what? Faithfully shepherd the church. Okay? First uh, uh, Peter 5, 1 to 8. Let's look at that. First Peter 5, 1 to 8. First <clears throat> Peter 5, 1 to 8. Can I have a reader? Somebody who can read for me. First Peter 5, 1 to 8. <clears throat> Yeah. Anyone there you can read for us? First Peter five, one to eight. You have a microphone so we can hear you, sir. <laughs> yeah. First right. yeah. uh, Peter five, verse one. Mm-hmm. The elders which are among you I exhort, who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed, feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, mm-hmm. not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind, mm-hmm. neither as being lords over God's heritage, mm-hmm but being in samples to the flock. Mm-hmm. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, mm-hmm. ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Yeah. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Mm-hmm. Yea, all of you be subject one to another yes. and be clothed with humility. Yes. For God resisteth the proud and mm-hmm. giveth grace to the humble. Did we see that? Yes. Humble yourselves, mm-hmm. therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that ye may exalt you in due time, mm-hmm. casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be diligent, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom 
he may devour. And Amen. Add, add nine, please, verse nine. Verse nine, whom resisted fast in the faith, mm -hmm. knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished mm -hmm. in your brethren that are in the world. Amen. 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 Did we see that? It's a long one. Take time to read all of it. Amen. Basically, it's just saying that it's not an option. Christianity is not a self-guided tour. Okay? It's not an option for true believers. God has sovereignly designed His church with leaders who are called to faithfully shepherd the church. We have been called to what? Faithfully shepherd the church. He says that we will give an account. Amen. We will what? Give an account. It's a difficult task. Amen. As we are in our workplaces, when we have to write a report, how difficult is that? Amen. How difficult it is sometimes, you know? But he's saying that we will have to give an account. Amen. So work with us. Amen. And we are not doing this for filthy liquor. Amen. We're not doing this for fame and fortune. Amen. We are doing this because God has called us to do this. Hallelujah. Amen. So that when the chief shepherd shall appear, we shall receive our crown of glory. Amen. And then he says, likewise, ye younger, everybody else, submit yourself to your elders, to your teachers, your leaders, and be subject to one another. Be clothed with humility. See, all these things take humility. To submit takes humility. To take self out of the equation, right? And submit to leadership is what? Humility. Okay? Submit to one another. Be clothed with humility. Why? Because God resists the proud. God himself will resist you when you are proud. And God humbles what well, God what lifts the humble. You want a lifting, humble yourself. Amen. You want a lifting what? Humble yourself. Submit to spiritual authority. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't come to a place where spiritual authority does not even speak into your life anymore. That cannot say anything to you anymore. Repent. Amen. It's to your detriment. Amen. Wherever you are listening to me. Hallelujah. That is what church is for. Biblical leadership. You cannot be in a church and not submit to spiritual authority or spiritual God-given leadership and God-given authority. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And he says again, verse 6, Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God. Amen. And then be sober, be vigilant. You see what happens when you have, you know, be sober. We, we, oh, gee, Karaba Sayanda. This thing is so heavy on me, I'm not even sure how to, to bring it across. Amen. Be sober, what? Be vigilant. You know, when you have done all the above, he says be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking who he may devour. When you don't submit to spiritual leadership, spiritual authority, the adversary, your adversary, the devil, is looking, going around, looking to see who does not submit, to devour them. Amen. To what? Devour them. And things are going somewhere. You are working hard. You are doing everything. But you are still stuck in that same place. It's like you move one step forward. Then the next minute you are back how many? Or back in that same place. That's the, the adversary. Amen. Seeking home to what? Devour. Amen. Amen. It says resist him steadfastly by what? Humbling yourself and submitting to spiritual authority. Spiritual leadership. Biblical leadership. Amen. Amen. He gives this example. He says it's like, it, it, just as it would be utterly foolish for an inexperienced data analyst to leave his cubicle in New York and set out on a self-guarded what? Summit of Mount Everest. You know? 
an inexperienced data world analyst, amen, you leave your cubicle, you know, your office, your little office, and set out on a self-guided tour. You need tour, uh, those who have gone ahead, amen. You need, uh, uh, what do you call them, tour guards, amen. Experienced, you know, mountaineers, amen, to take you there. Just because you are a data, you know, analyst, or you can read some and pray some, it doesn't make you an expert. Amen. You still need those who, who would have the experience. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Okay. He says, so it is with those who think they can navigate through this harsh and fallen world. Amen. Without submitting to their pastors. Amen. He says, in a day where YouTube and Google serve whatever recipe or how to video what we can imagine. Amen. This day, this is what it is. YouTube. Ah, Google. <laughs> and what? <laughs> okay. YouTube, Google, does what? Serves up whatever recipe we want. Whatever you want, Google it. Uh, YouTube it. Amen. Whatever we want, whatever we imagine, we must be reminded that God has not called Google or YouTube to serve as your pastors. Shout amen, somebody. God has not called YouTube or Google to serve as your word, pastors. Amen. Jeremiah 3, 15 to 16 says, And I, God said, I will give you pastors, shepherds according to my heart. God knows you. And God knows the kind of pastors you need. Amen. He knows the kind of pastors you need. Amen. And because of your assignments, your destiny, He knows the kind of pastors you need. And so He, God said, you can't get up and choose your own pastor. You can't, just as you did not choose your own biological parents. Amen. You did not choose them. But because of your destiny, because of your assignment, God gave you those parents. Amen. Likewise, God, knowing your destiny, knowing your assignment, has chosen himself, your pastors. He said, I will give you pastors, shepherds according to my heart, who shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. And it shall come to pass that when you are multiplied, when you are increased in the land, you shall say no more, no longer wish for the good old days. Amen. When you possess the Ark of the Covenant, you will not miss those days. Amen. He's saying that he, I will give you pastors, shepherds after my own heart, who will feed you with knowledge, understanding, and you will increase. Amen. When you humble yourself and you learn, you submit to the authority, you will what? Increase. Amen. You will increase so much so that you will not remember the old days when you were struggling, when you were suffering. Amen. Amen. That's what he said. I will give you. Amen. And we must, what, submit, amen, to those leadership, those leaders that God has placed in our lives. Shout a living, amen. Amen. And this house, we have a good leader, amen. And we have good leadership team, amen. Our bishop is awesome, amen. He is the best ever. Okay? He is the best ever. Listen, I did not say he's perfect, right? No man is perfect. But he's the best God has for you and I. And if we will receive him in that capacity, there's no way we will not increase. Amen. Amen. I was speaking to someone. Gosh, I'm always speaking to people. Amen. And then they were, you were talking and I said, you know, I just listened. I said, listen, look at your life when you started and you were listening to this man of God. You know, the man of God will speak into your life. You will listen. It was hard, but you will listen and you will do it. Look at how your life started taking off. I'm not saying everything happened overnight. I'm not saying that the challenges ceased overnight. But at least you were humble enough to submit to his leadership, to his teachings, to his trainings. I said, look at how your life started taking off. 
few, few. You know, few, few. Small, small. Bit by bit. Bit by bit. Your life started taking off. And then, and then, somewhere, somehow, you kind of stopped. And I said, look at your life now. And I can see that you've made some progress. But I said, if you had continued, if you had what? Continued in that same vein, the way things were happening, surely do you not think you'll be further by now? And then they stop and say, you know, I didn't think of it like that. I said, go back, repent. Do what? Repent. And ask God for great grace. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a shout. Amen. And that goes for all of us. All of us, somewhere along the line. If we miss it, go back and repent. Humble yourself. You know, God says what? He resists the proud. Don't be proud. When we are proud, we don't go far. We don't go what? Far. We go, uh, then we are back. Uh, and then we are back. But we want to move forward continuously. Amen. Amen. Let's look at the last one. Point number five. Why do you need the church? Why do I need the church? We need the church for missions. Somebody shout missions. Somebody shout missions. Bishop is on a mission this morning. Amen. The last few weeks he's been. He's here next week. He's here next week by the, amen, by the grace of God. So let's come and just, whew, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It's hard though. It, uh, preparing and studying and all that. Charlie, you can't even watch TV. You can't go anywhere. You can't do the stuff, the usual stuff. I appreciate what he does more. Amen. I wanted to do some, uh, me, I like my action movies. So I haven't been watching them for the last, eh, I haven't been watching them because I have to prepare, you know. How when you're watching me, when I'm watching, I watch back to back and I'm like, yeah, beat him, beat him. Ah, that one died too quickly. He should have suffered small. And I'm giving my con- commentaries. Eh, you know, beat him some, you know. And then I'm talking, wicked person. That's what happens to evil people. I'm giving my commentaries. That's me. But for the last few weeks, because I know I'm teaching, I've kind of had to slow down. <laughs> You know, in this heat, oh, I've had to slow down. Instead of just chilling with my mocktail, you know, and things and just enjoying. It's hard. It really is hard. It's, I mean, I know I see him do it and prepare and all that. I do my own studies and my own preparation, but I'm not going to teach anyone all the time. So I can relax. Amen. But he can never relax because if he's not here teaching, he's doing online. If he's not online, he's been invited somewhere to teach and preach. Oh, come on, saints. Let's give the Lord a shout, a clap for the life of our bishop. Amen. That's why I say he's the best God has for us. Amen. But we need him back. Hallelujah. Amen. (laughs) Amen. So I can chill small. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Amen. I want to watch, uh, what's that one? The Wrath, something Wrath. What's that, that movie? Wrath of Man, man. I want to sit and watch it properly. Amen. It's a good movie, but I couldn't watch it properly. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right. Back to seriousness. Amen. We need church for missions. Amen. Amen. Missions. Somebody shout missions. As Christ was leaving the earth, he provided some extremely important words to his followers who we are. Amen. Who what? We are. His followers. Amen. He said in Matthew 28, 18 to 20, Matthew 28, 18 to 20, he said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. He says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Amen. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Behold, I am with you always to the ends of the age. Amen. He said, what? Go. All authority. We've heard over and over the last words of a man are very, very important, very crucial. And this is what he said to us. 
All authority in heaven, on earth, has been given to me. And I'm giving you that same authority, that same power. And I'm telling you, go. Alright? Go into the world. What? Make disciples. Okay? Make disciples. You know, you can't make a disciple if you're not a disciple yourself. A disciple simply means a server. A servant. Amen. But you cannot make disciples of anyone if you are not a servant yourself. If you are not a server yourself. If you are not a disciple yourself. If you are not under authority yourself. Amen. Amen. Baptizing them in the name of the Father. So not baptizing them in your name or my name or bishop's name or the leadership's name. But what? In the name of who? God the Father. That's all we're supposed to do. Speak the word. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Teaching them to observe. All that I have commanded you. That means we must be observing. We must also be observing the things that God has commanded us. If we are observing those things, then we can teach others. Then we can disciple others. Amen, somebody. That is what the church is there for. Missions. That's what we are supposed to do. Go out there. Beginning from our Jerusalem, our homes, our families. That are not all born again. Amen. Our neighbors. Amen. And then going out there, sharing the gospel. Amen. Teaching them, hallelujah. And you know what? In all of this, he's with us all the time. Amen. He's with us what? All the time. So the great commission is not a great suggestion. Amen. Did I say that? The great commission is not what? A great suggestion. It's not a suggestion. God didn't suggest. Christ did not suggest that we should win souls or share the gospel or disciple others. It's not a suggestion. Hallelujah. It's a command given to us by Christ. Amen. Tell your neighbor, it's the great commission. Oh, come on, louder, louder. Say, the great commission is not a great suggestion. Tell them it's a command given to us by Christ. Amen. Amen. It's a command. He said, if you love me, you obey my commandments. If you love me, you keep my commandments. So we must likewise remember that it cannot be accomplished alone. Even a lone ranger Christian, which is an oxymoron really, there's nothing like that, cannot accomplish the great commission by uh, merely what, utilizing parachurch organizations. Amen. Okay? We cannot accomplish it alone. You cannot accomplish the great commission alone. We need one another to go out there. You know, when Bishop said, let's go out there, you know, evangelize. Let's come in our numbers. Amen. Let's what? Come in our numbers. You know, when he says we are gathering, there's a concert happening. Listen, it's for all of us. Come, win souls. Tell somebody. Smile at somebody. You know, just tell somebody. Jesus loves you. Hand a leaflet. If you don't, if you are too shy, hand a leaflet to somebody. It's the great commission is for all. Amen. It's not for specific people. Hallelujah. It's for all. Tell your neighbor the great commission is for you. It's for me. It's for all of us. It's not for specific people. It's for everyone. Let's understand that. Amen. And you know you can't you can serve God outside the church. You have to be in church to serve God. That's why I say our folk that we haven't seen, you need to get back to church and start serving God. Amen. And start what? Serving. Amen. For yourself. Hallelujah. Amen. So if a single Christian is to engage properly in the Great Commission, it must be through the context of a local tangible New Testament church. Amen? If a single Christian, if you and I are to engage properly in the Great Commission, which is a command, it must be through the context of a local church, our local church. Amen? Amen? As we said, evangelism, concerts, you know, HOJ cares. Amen? Right? Pastor Judah cares. Operation Hope. Amen? 
Our time, our energy, our resources. Bishop has taught on time, talent, and treasures. We must give our time, our talent, and our treasures. Amen. Amen. Matthew 9.37.38 says, The harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. So pray ye to pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. He says, Pray ye. Who should pray? Who should pray? We should pray. I should pray. He didn't say he didn't put names there and say that one should pray, this one should pray, that one shouldn't pray. He said, ye, Pray ye. That's pray you. You pray. I must pray to the Lord of the harvest. Amen. To send forth laborers. Hallelujah. So the church is not an option for some Christians, amen? The church is not an option for some Christians, amen? It's a mandate for all Christians. Shout, the church is a mandate for all Christians. So to be a Christian involves participation in the local church, amen? To be a Christian involves what? Participation in the local church, in your local church, amen? The church is not an option for some Christians. Some Christians have made church optional. But we are learning today that church is not what optional. It's a mandate. Amen. For all Christians. Amen. To be a Christian it means that you must be involved or you must participate in your local church. This is what Charles Spurgeon once said. Nobody can do as much damage to the church of God as the man who is within its walls but not within its life. This is what Charles Spurgeon, if you don't know Charles Spurgeon, Google, Google Charles Spurgeon, one of the great men of God back in the day, you know. Sometimes listen to some of these people, the things that, uh, that we listen to these people, that's why it's like, wow. He says, what, this is what uh, 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 he says, he says, nobody can do much damage, as much damage to the church of God as the man who is within the walls, amen, but not within its life. So we can be within the walls of the church, but if we do not have the life of Christ, we are doing damage to the church. This is serious. Amen. Somebody say, Lord, have mercy. So as we pass through various seasons of life, we must avoid the arrogant and self-dependent ideology of spiritual autonomy. Amen. It doesn't end well. It never ends well. Amen, somebody. Amen, somebody. Let's be outstanding. Amen. Let's be outstanding. Give the Lord a shout. Give the Lord a shout and a clap offering. Amen. You are the ones you've been sitting. Ah. Uh, amen. 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 So we have heard the five reasons why you and I need the church. Can we say what the first one is? Let's shout it out loud. What is the first reason why you need the church? Why I need the church? For, for worship, not for entertainment or performance. Nobody is here to be looked at. Amen. And then number two. And then number three. Spiritual development. Well done. And then number three. Wonderful. Then number four. And then number five, the last one, for missions. Amen. Get ready for missions. Well done. Well done, guys. I'll give you something nice. Amen. Amen. I love it when children pay attention. Amen. They'll go far. Amen. You know, I look at my children and I thank God. And I want to encourage you parents. Nothing brings greater joy than having your children know God for themselves. 
I'm following God for themselves. I'm happy. I am happy. I am the most happiest mother ever. Why? Because my children are in the Lord. Amen. And that's a legacy that nobody can take away. So strive to leave this godly legacy for your children. So that when even you are here or you are not around, you know your children will be okay. There's nothing worse than knowing, not knowing the fate of your children in the future. The best you can leave them is a godly legacy. So never leave your children out of God. Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm happy, as I said. I see my son. I'm so excited. Amen. Because he's in the Lord. And my daughter is, I know we haven't seen her for a while. She's pursuing her music career. Amen. And she's doing a course, music course and all that in another uh, ministry. And so she has to volunteer time and think there. That's why she's not here. But she's still in the Lord. Amen. And she's still serving God. Amen. Amen. So pray for her. Sometimes pray for her. You know, give her a shout here and there. But she's fine. Amen. And I'm happy. Amen. That's my greatest joy. Amen. I go on and on. On and on and on. But you know, let's, let's do that. That's why when I see the children, you know, being part of the service, it excites me. Amen. Amen. So let's lift up our hands unto the Lord, wherever you are watching from. Amen. Lift your voices. We have heard the five reasons why we all need the church. I want you to just pray. Lift your voice. Pray to God. You know the reasons. You know where you find yourself short. You know what is going on within your own life. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. Lift your voices. Cry out. Cry out, cry out. Don't be shy. Remember, it says we should humble ourselves before God. Speak to the Lord. What, we, what, is, what is it that is going on with us as a people, as a ministry, as a congregation, families, individuals? We have heard the five reasons why we need the church. So the church is much a part of us. Amen. As the very breath that we breathe. Amen. The very air that we breathe. Hallelujah. Speak to the Lord. I want to hear you. I want to hear you. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Speak to the Lord. Speak to the Lord. Speak to the Lord. We need the church for worship. If I have not been worshipping, Lord, forgive me. If I have come in and we have gathered together, Father, and I have neglected to honor you, or to reverence you, to give you adoration, Forgive me, Lord, if I have not given my entire self for your use, even as I have come to worship. Father, forgive me in the name of Jesus. For it's all about you in the name of Jesus. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. The Lord is in the house to heal, to deliver in the name of Jesus. Father, we need you. I need you. Karondo, I need your church. You need, you need God's church for spiritual development because spiritual development, spiritual growth enhances our ability to deal with life's issues and to bounce back victorious in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, Karanda, Kazonda, Baranda, Kayanda. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Koranda, Kazanda, Raba. We need your church, oh God, for Christ-centered friendship. If our friendships have not been Christ-centered, that is why our friendships keep coming apart. Our friendships keep breaking up because they are not Christ-centered. We ask you to forgive us and help us. Holy Spirit, help us to focus on Christ in our friendships, in our churches, in the name of Jesus. Because without you in our friendship, our friendships will keep falling apart. In the name of Jesus. Karosh Kadashka. Hey, my 
Kayana. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. Karonda. The Lord is in the house to hear you. Karonda Kazandaraba. Kayana. Somebody pray online wherever you're watching from. Kayana. We need the church for Christ-centered friendships. Korandaraba. Kayanda Kazandaraba. Horabababa. Kayanda Kazandarabarandaraba. Oh, we need your church for biblical leadership. Enable our leaders, oh God. Kayanda 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 to faithfully shepherd your church in the name of Jesus. You have given us pastors, leaders after your own heart who continue to feed us. Thank you, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, for giving us such leaders in this house. Karonda Kayanda. Oh, Rabakatayanda Kayande Baranda Rabba, who will speak the truth of your word, who will teach us. Oh, Kayanda Rabba, Kayanda, mysteries in your word. In the name of Jesus, Father, thank you, Karondo Kazanda, that we need your church for missions to go out there, beginning from our own Jerusalem, beginning from our own homes. Our families, Karosh, Kadash, Kayende, Karanda, oh, Randa, to teach your word, to preach your word, to speak the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Karonda Kayanda, to bring salvation, to bring healing, to bring deliverance. Kayanda Kayanda, to your people, in the name of Jesus. Kayande, Kayanda, somebody. Somebody just pray. Somebody pray. It's all about Christ. It's all about God. Karonda Kazana. That is what the church is there for. That is why we are here. You are the church. I am the church. And together, Karonda Kazanda. There's no lone, lone, lone ranger, Lord. Karondo Kazanda. But together, Lord, we will build. Together, we will build in the name of Jesus. Collectively, we will build in the name of Jesus. Karanda. Make us willing. Make us obedient. So that we will eat the good of the land in the name of Jesus. Father, we understand from now onwards oh, that the church is not an option for us as Christians, but it's a mandate for us all Christians the world over, amen, to be involved, to participate in our local churches in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us, Holy Spirit. Help us, Holy Spirit. Help us, Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that whenever we pray, you not only hear us, but you answer us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Oh, come on, come on, come on. You can do better than that. I love the people that get excited in the house of God and in the presence of God. Amen.